The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. It's time for 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 the percolator. Percolator. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish in the percolator. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish. It's time. There was a fish. There was a fish. There was a fish in the percolator. Hey everyone, welcome back! Firecast with us! Flying through season one of Twin Peaks. Um, man, I'm excited. Uh, everyone is here today, ladies and gentlemen. My bestie with the breasties, Ms. Kelly. And my bestie with the testes, Mr. Kevin Bickledeal. Hey, how you guys doing? And the bestie <laughs> of the resties, Mr. Fuge to the Nooch. Hello. <laughs> Man, we are on episode five, which is actually episode... It's all these numbers are so messed up, which is actually episode six. Yeah, it said six in, in Hulu. Because they technically don't count the pilot as episode one. It's weird. It's yes, very weird it's number. So, confusing. so this is the sixth episode out of, I believe, what, nine in the first season? I like oh, how you it? said flying through season one. Oh, man, we are almost done. Yeah, it's great. That's pretty awesome. You're like it's flying awesome, through season right? one like a that's jet with no wheels. That's what, you know, is David Lynch saying? And just Twin Peaks in general, you know. Yep, I'm excited, man. Uh, we had a very it's interesting episode here entitled Coop's <laughs> Dream, which I'm sorry, had next to nothing to do with any dream Coop had unless I missed something. No, the whole thing was based on, the, the, it was from his dream. Yeah. They were finding the cabin from his dream, the red drapes from his dream. Which It was I, all from Cooper's dream. I don't know that that cabin has anything to do with his dream, though. I mean, he's, he's just spec- from his dream. Yeah. He's just, just well, he dreams that he's there. He explicitly says it's from his dream. Well, it just says the same curtains. You don't think they sell those red curtains at every five and dime in Twin Peaks? Um, Do they? Are they mean every? There's more than one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did Do they uh, make noise when they open and shut? <laughs> no, they they better not. All right, so let's just dive into this. Let's get in this episode. This. Uh, is episode five, the sixth episode of the first season, if you count the pilot, entitled Cooper's Dreams. It aired on May 10th, 1990, and uh, was seven days after the previous episode. Written again by Mark Frost and directed by Leslie Linka Glatter. So, Pick, can you tell, is there a different feel when Frost and Lynch are involved in an episode? Oh, Definitely. Did you, does this, could you tell that Mark Frost wrote this without? Um, 
don't know about the writing. I'm more more about the uh, the camera work. The cinematography, yeah. and directing, and yeah, yeah. To me, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but to me, I feel like Mark Frost stuff has more to do with the town, and David Lynch stuff has more to do with like the supernatural stuff going on. Oh, maybe. Uh, what supernatural stuff? Like huh? throwing a rock at a bottle. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll just qualify it as, as mysterious. Mysterious, stuff this, yeah, yeah. Sur- it's not necessarily supernatural just yet. It's just it's just mysterious at this point. Uh, surreal, yeah, yeah. It's about a yeah. yeah. It's very curious. <laughs> but stuff like the Red Room and the the Tibet and stuff like that. I feel like that's more heavier in Lynch Lynchian peaks and the town and the mythos of the town is more Mark Frost, but I don't know. We get into a bunch of weird shit in this one. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like there's, there's more log lady in this one than I, we've gotten in, in the whole series so far. Big fan of the log lady. <laughs> All right, and, just... and that's, that's about as surreal and weird as that shit gets. I would think like I, that that's pretty out there. Uh, just wait. Well, up, up to this point, <laughs> everything's relative, I suppose. Yeah. Well, well, let's just jump into this episode. So it starts out with the Icelanders who are staying in the Great Northern. Obviously, these are different than the Norwegians. I don't know oh, why they only go room. to uh, Scandinavian countries looking for investors, but uh, is that yeah, why or why, why are the Scandinavians so interested in Twin Peaks? I don't know. Maybe Jerry just likes going to Scandinavia. Is it because they have access to lumber and Iceland has none? Well, that's might be. I didn't think of that, but they did mention that in the like episode. a bunch of times. Which I've been to Iceland and like, I don't know, man. Like that's not something they commonly that's bring up. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, I never thought of that. So uh, Coop is up there. The the Icelanders are keeping him up, and he. Asks Diane to send him some earplugs. Every time you say Icelander, I think of the New York hockey team. <laughs> the Islanders? <laughs> well, so, there's a, it's Icelander, but the S is silent in, in language. It's okay. the Islanders. So, Cal, is this the first time we really see Coop rattled off his game at all? Or would you, did you think when he got in an argument no. with, uh, I think, with I Alf, think Alf, Alfred? Alfred? Uh, Albert. 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 Sorry, Come my on, brain's dude. not working. <laughs> I think that he he was rattled when. He... Mm. I don't remember that happening. What are you talking about? What? So we'll get to the return in like three years, Cal. Just hold on that thought. Okay. All right. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> mm. All right. So then, then we get to breakfast, and uh, Audrey goes to visit Coop, and she offers to help, and he kind of blows her off. She t- tells her to go to school. Yeah, then- but he gets that confirmation that she's eighteen, and he's like. All right. So they there. Yeah. There's this really weird flirty thing going on where he's got the picture to prove it. 
Um, let me ask you, Fuge. Should Aud- should he let Audrey help her? What could go wrong? What could go wrong oh in God, this situation? Everything could go wrong <laughs> with Audrey being involved. I don't know what could go right. She she's known to sacrifice plots just to amuse herself. I don't I don't care how interested she is in Coop right now. She she her her uh, she's very fickle. Uh, her, her no, that's interest- pickle. He's up top. No, no, fickle with an F. <laughs> <laughs> what about tickle? Mm. Nah. Uh, okay. Well, let me ask you one more thing, Future. Will they hook up? Uh, well, all I know is that the, and I'm going to get a little ahead in the episode here, but uh, the girl who tries to blackmail a guy with uh, a rape accusation is not the girl you want unexpectedly showing up naked in your bed when you have a gun drawn. Uh, I, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, good point. That's just, that's not the situation I want to be. I would like slowly back out of the room. <laughs> do, you, do you think Ben would be upset if she was dead or think he'd be like, whew, don't have to worry about that one anymore. <laughs> I think he'd be relieved. And his other child is Johnny, and he would be more relieved if Audrey was gone. At least he knows what he's getting with Johnny. That is like, true. Johnny's not actively going to cause problems. He's just going to, you can tuck Johnny in a corner. That is true. Just give him, yeah, just put him in a room. Just put him in a room. Give him his little, uh, his Indian his... feather, you know, uh, headdress. <laughs> Uh, you know, and let him smash his brains into the dollhouse all he wants and, 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 you know, call it a day. Audrey's literally blowing business deals just for fun. Yep. All right. So then Jerry comes in Ben's office. Of course, Ben's pissed about all the complaints. Jerry tells him how excited the Icelanders are about the Ghostwood project. And more importantly, pick, he is in love with HEPA. The quote-unquote giant snow queen with a smile like a sunrise on a nice flow. Whatever the hell that means. She gave him a leg of lamb. So, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of in love with Hepa, and we haven't even met her yet. At this point, I'm in love with the description of a snow queen with a smile like a sunrise that gives a man a leg of lamb. I mean, you had me at leg of lamb. <laughs> exactly. I mean, at this point, this guy is on so many fucking uppers. I'm pretty sure he'd <laughs> fall in love with like a like a handsome speed post. You, you know, I... uh, what did you think of Hepa, Kel? That's Jerry's the, or Jerry's uh, description I, of this woman who gave him a leg of lamb. I think that uh, it's it's gorgeous. Um, the leg of lamb. Yes, <laughs> both things are gorgeous. What's with Jerry yeah. and food? Does he just always have the munchies? Is that what it is? I think I Eaten. think he, he's got like a lust for life. You know? Which he's is like, weird hey. for a guy that does that many uppers. You'd think he would never eat. This, this is true, yeah. but yeah, he yeah. is always yeah. eating. <laughs> <laughs> so then Leland walks in and uh, they want him to take some time off. Take his mind off everything. And of course he breaks down again. And, uh, you know, Ben's like, take time off. Kel, should he just take the time off? Or do you think going to work 
is going to keep his mind off of everything. Oh, guys, 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 I totally forgot. Uh, I forgot about this, but I found that uh, poll. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I thought I would bring this and share this. So I want to say this was during Monday Night Football during the first season. They took a fan poll to, to oh, get who they thought the killer was. To yeah, get who about this. audience. So you want to hear who where the audience is? I'm sure yes. it's about now in the show. Okay, so here is who they think the killer is. I'm gonna go by least percent all the way up to the the their number one suspect, and I will do how they're described in this poll, which I found. How, how many suspects do we get? Oh, a lot. A lot. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. So, okay. All right. So here, here are their suspects. According to a poll made, I believe on Monday Night Football. All right. At 1%, there's a couple, but at 1%, a tie between quote unquote sawmill owner Josie Packer and FBI agent Dale Cooper Fuchs. What are your thoughts? Is that too high or too low a prediction? Um, for Cooper, that's way too high. And Josie, but I mean, it, they, we're, then we're going to go down to like 0. 0.00. I think if they got no, like no, no, these are the lowest percentage. That's what I'm saying. I think if they got like one vote, it it rounded up to one percent. Who's so like, voting for Cooper? If there's anyone that you can say like is Joe not called in for Coop, and it just <laughs> threw off the numbers. Don't even know what's going on. They just yeah, like, jo- they Josie. Uh, that seems about right. They're like DB Cooper. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, they're like, oh, I bet it was him. What a twist. Like, how clever I'll be if I had guessed if I'm that. the one guy that, that's some douchey podcaster <laughs> making predictions like WandaVision. Okay. Well, it's like, remember they did that Simpsons, like, who shot Mr. Burns yeah. thing? And it was like Maggie, just because, like, no one guessed Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what All right. It gets better at 3%. Laura's, Paul, Laura's father, Mr. Palmer, and my favorite suicide <laughs> oh just straight up off herself and then wrapped herself in a bag and threw herself in uh in a lake okay that so are we getting closer Fuge? could it be suicide or laura's father i'm sorry was a japanese murder detective uh in charge of this case and that's why it was just uh, ordained to suicide like what it's just, we're in tokyo now Good. No, the, that's how that's higher than Coop is beyond me. <laughs> All right. Four percent. So we've got two percent taken care of. And then the next two are tied at what percent? Three percent. OK, so we've gotten rid of eight percent of the total so far. All right. At four percent, we got two people. Hotel owner Benjamin Horn and sawmill okay. manager Catherine Martell. Okay, I mean, getting closer. Devious. Yeah, I, sure. They're schemers. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. Motive is missing, but sure. Okay. All right. Here's my second favorite. Six percent. Are you ready? Oh. Still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, you want to know? What? That's a lot less stupid than than it leads suicide it, 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 or her father no 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 i was gonna say it's less stupid than it leads on right because she's already got one clone out there with maddie right like what if it's not laura palmer huh 
That's true. But if she's got another clone out there and they murdered the clone and Laura's still like working schemes in the back room at one eye jacks or some shit. It's it, look, I don't think it's a good idea, but like it's less stupid than it originally sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Number eight or eight percent. Motorcyclist James Hurley. Mo- motorcyclist? That's what they yeah, call him. Motorcyclist <laughs> James Hurley. Motorcycle enthusiast James Hurley. Yeah, okay, sure. All right. 8%, too high, too low, just about right? That seems about right. So we've gotten rid of, oh, I stopped keeping track already. So we're, we've only got like 70 to 80% left, and, and he just took up eight of it? Yep. Okay, all right. So, all, all right. right. 11%, there's two people. Football player Bobby Briggs and bartender Jacques Renault. They called him just a football player. That's what they called, not boyfriend. They called him football player. I mean, that's like who? How is he a football player? He spends every morning at the double R or at his girlfriend's house instead of going to practice. Well, you got you got to keep in mind that it's uh, also the um, the Monday Night Football crowd that. Have the oh yeah the the, uh, the the brain capacity here. So say we've we've seen uh, him skip more practice than show up to. Has practice. he gone to a practice the whole time? No, we've only seen him skip. You said skip. If I was skipping rope with her, <laughs> <laughs> let's Sorry. skip off to skip. Do you think that's a little low for Jacques Renault? Um, I think most people don't know who he is. Like, even though they've, he's really quite a mystery character still at this point. All right. 17%, the second highest total. Truck driver, Leo Johnson. Okay. That makes sense. And 31%, the number one suspect, Fuge. I'm going to let you get the first shot at the guess. 31%, almost double Leo Johnson. I know who you haven't said yet. So, well, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think of who we didn't mention Mike or whatever his name is, but we haven't seen really much of him in a while. Who the fuck is left? Jacoby? Did they all think Jacoby did it? What do you think, Pick? I was going to say Jacoby. Cal, what do you think? I don't know if she has a mic on or not. Question? Yes. Repeat repeat the question, please. Who do you think think is the number one suspect at 31%? Who hasn't been mentioned yet? Donna. Oh, Donna. 31% psychiatrist, Dr. Jacoby. Yes. Nice. (laughs) Double Leo Johnson and more than double Jacques Renault, Bobby Briggs. And suicide. <laughs> Which just I. She's still alive. <laughs> and still alive. Yeah, and I'm still kidding. alive. Which, wow. Okay. Um. I mean, are you are you taking the Jacoby thing seriously, Fuge? No, that doesn't make. It seems to me like he's like trying to solve her murder. He he seems like he's genuinely like. Like he knew that she was up to some fucked up stuff and that she was a bad person, but like 
His whole shtick is trying to help people. So I feel like he, you know, I don't know. I feel like he's still trying to solve this thing. I think he should do a podcast. I would listen I mean, to that. How many episodes yeah. has has the uh, the poll takers seen? I don't know I, that information. I don't know, but uh, yeah, is this like super casual watchers? Like you know, they saw an episode or two and they just picked the character they remembered. I don't know. I don't know any details. I've just seen this posted a couple times, so I have no so, information. No, no. I was gonna say the, the still alive makes even more sense if they haven't seen all the episodes and missed the first one where she was rolled up in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> So they just think she's missing or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's about a murdered girl. But Donna's not on the list. Is Donna clean in your eyes, Fuge? Donna seems like dumbly innocent. I don't know if she's clean, but I, I, she seems like someone that like hangs out for the drugs, but like isn't actively seeking them. If that is a fair enough analogy. Sure, sure. I just, I love this. And I think I've been, I was so happy when I saw someone post it the other day. That's so, good. I mean, a little divergence from this podcast for a sec. So, suicide I, makes less sense than still alive. <laughs> you, yeah, still alive. Yeah. I mean, what if there is no Madeline? What if Madeline is really true. Laura? I mean, she could be. I mean, her parents are probably so effed up, they're not thinking straight. Well, like I said, and she's got doppelgangers. So, like, it just it looks like Laura. If Maddie showed up, rolled up mm. in a bag, and they said it was Laura, would anyone know? It's an interesting word you use there. What, doppelganger? What? Yeah, doppelganger. Oh. <laughs> interesting. All right, let's get back to the story. So, um, so let's get out of there. Harry, Andy, Coop are at uh, Jacques Renault's apartment. Um, and Doc Hayward is there also. Why do they keep bringing Doc Hayward with them? Why, Fuge? Why? Um, what does he have to do with the police? Pick, why? Is, is he a bookhouse boy? I don't think so. Is he there uh, in case they like find a body and need a medical examiner? Is he a medical examiner? Then bring in Albert. You bring the best. No, they don't want Albert in this town. I want Albert in the town. (laughs) I know you do, but but you you enjoy the chaos. This town's had enough of Albert. They don't need any more fights. Um, But no, I don't know. Is it just for like comic relief? They need someone to like slow them down? Well, you know, they've been been on a hot case for six months now that Someone's selling drugs at the school, so yeah, that's true. It's it's uh you know it's well, pretty big that someone sells drugs at a school. I think we yeah, know the I mean, real reason that. <laughs> wow, Pick, we know the real reason why he was there. Because who plays Doc Hayward? Oh, that's a good. Warren point. Frost, and who wrote this episode? Warren Frost's son, Mark Frost. Uh, that's so why right Doc in. Hayward is in the episode, oh, so he can give his dad nepotism. an extra paycheck. Just nepotism. Got it. No, I, I, I always find every time I see them, him with them, I'm like, why? What? Why is he there? Like at yeah, Laura's house? He, why was he at Laura's house that day? When he they seems were very out of mom. place, right? He like I don't know why he's slow. They just keep asking him to like stay behind. Why bring him yeah, at all? Like he's like the diabetes guy, <laughs> <laughs> Wilfred Brimley. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> like, 
And he just shows up and is like, hey, uh, diabetes. diabetes. Here's a Werther's. <laughs> Here's a Werther's? <laughs> yeah, is that a real you guys thing? are about to get into like a gun battle. And he's like, hold on, fellas. I got to take my insulin. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does he do Werther's commercials too? Or is that because that was funny, yeah. Cal? I never seen I don't, him. Do... I don't think he does anymore. Well, no. I don't think he does anything anymore. No, except lot. Was... <laughs> yeah, he's like the Werther's original guy. Well, because he, he killed himself and then wrapped himself in plastic. Well, all them Werther's gave him the diabetes. It's a pretty simple trail. It's short. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Doc tells him that the blood on Leo's shirt is not Laura's blood, but we find out. In Why a are moment, they confirming whose blood it is by type. That's not how you confirm whose blood. You have to go DNA. Well, if it's not Laura, Laura's type, then it can't be Laura's blood, right? True, but he goes, "Oh, it's this." It's, it's, they, I tried. They, they, who they pin it on? It they was Jacques Renault. Yeah, they said it was his blood. How they didn't run a DNA test on that? So does what this? They did in the eighties. Does this uh, rule out uh, Leo? Does this take him off the list of suspects? Well, no, it was no. Leo's shirt that had Jacques Renault's blood, blood on it. So maybe just why does that rule him out of anything? Uh, just, it well, just means he had a shirt with Jacques' blood on it and he didn't want anyone seeing it. Maybe he roughed the shit out of Jacques. I don't know. She was, well, never mind. I don't know. Maybe that really was just his favorite shirt and he, I don't know. Stabbed Jacques? I, I don't know. This is like the least nonsense part of the show I've, I've been worried about. There's so many other more confusing things. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, they find an episode of Flesh World, and it is grossly stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> did you guys see that? Yeah. How did they? Did they how? I think I, I know. I how. wanted to think it was in like a hidey hole, but it seems like it was just stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> so gross which yeah ew and we find that there's a letter written around that and a creepy picture of the non-georgia peach guy which not gonna lie kind of wanted to see it but that's just because i'm sadistic (laughs) (laughs) um so now that we know that uh jacques works for flash world does that make him a less likely candidate to murder someone he that, doesn't work for Flesh World. He just had an advert in Flesh World. So do, does does this does this whole thing, Jacques and and Leo? I mean, it, it looks like this is their 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 herring. This is what they want us to think. Do future? Do is, is that what we're thinking? Are we playing their game and taking their bait, or do we think that this is just yes. a divergence? <laughs> are, are we taking the bait that that? These two killed her because they're making us think pretty heavily that these guys are the killers. A little too heavy at times, I think. I think that they're involved in 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 the prostitution ring. I don't know that they. I mean, he's very murdery. I'm not saying he didn't. <laughs> Leo do it. or Jacques? Uh, well, I don't know yes. enough about Jacques to say, but certainly Leo. Well, Jacques um, looks like he could be murdery. Yeah, he, he's got he's... murder face, but you know, I don't want to accuse the guy. I don't really but know him. He I did he like our podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he reached out to me. R.I.P. I did right here, where's Waldo? But then we find him later. Then so. we see him like yeah. immediately. They, they pointed out right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Uh, we flip over. We're at Shelly's house, and Bobby. Oh is no! The- you well, you missed the best part, which was uh, when Andy fucking just started eating the donut that he gave to uh, Coop. Oh really? I missed that. Did you not? Yeah. So Coop's like takes a bite of the donut in his coffee. And he's like, "Hey, hold on to this for a second and hands it back to Andy. When he starts doing something, and Andy just starts eating his fucking donut. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> oh yeah, it was hilarious. I'm like, Whoa, what? He's fucking shit eating grit on his face while he's eating this dude's donut right in front of him. That's funny. That's funny. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Did you guys catch it, Kellen Pick? Uh uh. Oh, dude, go back and watch it. It's it's pretty funny. I'm gonna have to go watch it. Yeah, see, that's what we do. What does it say on on Leo's trucks page? I tried pausing it, but it was pretty blurry. I could never make it out. No, oh bummer. So. All right, so then Bobby's at Shelly's house. So let me, I mean, what do you guys think? Did he spend the night there on a school night or he just go there in the morning instead of practice? Bro, I don't think these guys are going to school at all anymore. I, <laughs> I, I don't. They got like jobs and like, I don't think anyone goes to school in this town. Well, did the first day. They all showed up that one day. Did he spend the night there or just go there first thing in the morning? I think he spent the night. They were making breakfast. That's what I thought. You just get there for a... a Morning delight. I mean, <laughs> maybe, but usually you got to eat something before that. You got to fuel up. I guess. So knowing how crazy Leo is, and the fact that uh, he lives in a murder house, as you like to say, um, is this is is she really worth this risk? Because if Leo oh, walks man, in, must- he is not. He's not going to be in season two. He, he's a high school kid. I don't know that his frame of reference is really all that spectacular. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe she does have like a magic vagina. I I, I don't know. But um, my answer is no. There's no there's no woman that's worth like risking this murder house. But it doesn't matter because they again, they have the worst trigger discipline I've ever fucking seen in my life. And he's literally waving that gun at her tits. He's gonna like they're just going to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> like Romeo and Juliet, but like, yeah, like it's like accidental Romeo and Juliet. Like there's no need to worry if Leo's going to catch them. They're both just going to like accidentally shoot each other in the tits. All I know is, is they're going to be hanging out and he's going to turn to Mike and be like, I just shot Marvin in the face. I mean, I just shot Shelly in the face. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't they go to like that no tell motel that, uh, Catherine and Ben went to. I mean, why why risk it in the murder? I don't house? know. There, there's a million different things or places they could have gone, uh, gone or, or done. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I, it's, I, it's you, at this point you got to think it's for, the. What was that? It's been going on for a long time. It feels like at this you point know, you got to so think it's the. No, it's the thrill. It's they they're like the thrill of oh, getting yeah, caught is like stuff, is is yeah. it puts a little 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 tingle in their nethers down there. It, it has to be the thrill of getting caught. So if there was no Leo, what what chance do you give their relationship of working? If there's no threat of being killed in the murder house? You know, these two people are both so fucked up that I, I don't know that they could have a normal relationship. I think they need that that fear factor to keep it exciting enough for them to keep going. Uh, you know, they they don't seem to care about their PDA, though, you know, though. Yeah, they're flaunting it, man. Yeah, like they also in front of the, Laura, you know, the R. aspect. Yeah, let's just that's what I say. It was in front of a big giant window in the diner. Like I it wasn't secret. 
So yeah, man, they want to get caught. They want that thrill. They're, 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 that's what keeps, like I said, that's what wets their panties. It's just, ugh. So then Andy shows up and yeah, I know we're all hide in the closet holding a gun. How lucky are they pick that it was Andy that showed up and not a real cop? Oh my God. Um, I'd say pretty lucky. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty shocked that, you know, Andy didn't uh, look, but, you know, but am I really shocked? No. Why would Andy look? Andy, Andy walked in and thought that he got like an amazing tip from Shelly. He's like, oh, gosh, I can't wait to go tell the Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Oh, no. He ran away as, as happy as a lark with his little bit of information. He thought he did great. I mean, what would they have done if it was Hawk? I mean, Andy took every bait that they tried to give. You think Hawk would have? Hawk would have smelled him. Yeah, I think uh, he would have smelled that bullshit. And then pistol whip Bobby with the pistol. Well, he was hiding out back, so I, and I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. You might not have seen him. He doesn't have a warrant. He can't just come in and search the place. That's true. All right, so then Norma shows up at Big Ed's gas farm and she tells him about Big Hank. Gas farm. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called, or did I make that up? It's so funny. <laughs> so we find out that Ed is not going to leave Nadine. Norma tells Ed not to call her anymore and that she loves him. Fuge. Will this couple ever be together? I don't know. I was just laughing when he said that Nadine isn't well. That's the. I'm like, yeah, that is um, that is a fair assessment. That <laughs> I mean, that might be going back to the day you shot her eye out on your honeymoon. Uh, Maybe. Bad move. <laughs> Generally sets a bad tone for the marriage. I don't recommend it. Well, I, I when we're done, Future, I want you to read that Secret History Twin Peaks or uh, listen to the uh, audio book because they, the whole Norma Big Ed thing is pretty cool. It's is the cool audio book good or do you, do you it's great sure? no it's it's okay. great so they i know we talked about it before where the 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 ebook is set up like a file folder and they have like files that you read now the audio book what they did was they it was each chapter was narrated by someone else and half of the people were like actors from okay. actual twin peaks so Everett McGill, who played Big Ed, I don't know if he's one, I don't remember, but it would be like him reading the chapter on Ed and okay. Norma and Nadine. So some of them are read by real actors and some of them are read by Twin Peaks actors. I, by real, I meant like professional voice actors. No, no, I got It's this. really so, yeah, cool. No, it's the, really cool. No, dude, I'll check that out. I got... Um, not till we're account. done. Not till we're done. No, no, for sure. But I have a, an Audible account with like a billion credits to burn. I, I really enjoy um, listening to the, the audio. And the so. second one, uh, the... I would say I'm, I'm not sponsored by Audible, but if they do want to give me money or credits for my <laughs> account, I will take them. So, you know. Uh, and the second one's even better because it, it they, like I've said before, the first, the first one, they don't go into any, like, they don't really go into anything post- the series. So like what I, my hope reading that my thought was it was going to fill the gap in between the, the finale of season two and where we are at the beginning of the return. 
and okay. it really doesn't do that. One or two things are mentioned. They mention about one character that died. That's really about it. Everything else is a lot of like backstory. And like, there's a whole chapter on, on Big Ed and, and uh, Norma and Nadine and that whole story. And then the second book pretty much retcons the first book and kind of fills in a lot of that stuff. So they're both awesome. I was really disappointed the first time I read it, but especially after knowing the expectation of what it is, I really liked it. And okay. they, they did, they dive a, a lot deeper into stuff that really doesn't pay off until the return that are like, why are you telling me this? Like, why is there a whole chapter on like, you know, Alistair Crowley and, uh, the, uh, the Scientology I don't know, you gotta, you gotta guy. pages, man. You gotta, yeah, yeah. It's so, like weird stuff that, that may or may not even relate to it. I've seen the return and I've read the book and there's still things I'm like, what does this have to do with that? It may or uh, not. You got to make that thing thick enough to be worth buying. I, I, I get <laughs> yeah. it. So. All right. Well, pick. You think they'll get together? Well, I'm Norma so confused. And, uh, <laughs> Norma and Big Ed. No, that was a long uh, circle. I, yeah. I, I get you. It was, it was a, yeah. quite the journey. Um, Norma and Ed, do I think they'll get together? Yeah. Um. No, well, Hank's back in town, so I don't know. I doubt. I don't know. This team too too star-crossed to ever really get together. Yeah, they're going to be our our Ross and Rachel uh, of the show. I feel a <laughs> lot less nipples. Yeah. Well, unfortunate. I'll tell you what, though, uh, Rachel. What's her name? Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Nowhere near the beauty of Norma. Of Norma. <laughs> oh, when she's bending I, I, back I her it's arms. Real. Oh, it's Nadine. <laughs> Norma and Nadine. No, uh, what's her name's mom is one of the most beautiful women of all time. She dated Paul McCartney. Come on. Stifler's mom? No, uh, uh, Norma, who's Rashida Jones' mom in real life. <laughs> he's, he's step by step. <laughs> I mean, I was with you there because I know exactly what you're talking about. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, uh huh. All right. So now we get Audrey meeting with that weird guy from Wayne's World about working at Horn's department store. Of course, his name is Emery. Uh, so she bribes Emery into allowing her to work. At no, the no, counter. she does not bribe Emery. She blackmails okay. Emery. All right, the, you're right. There is an important. She, well, she threatens. Yeah, she threatens to fake a rape in order to get what she wants. That is not a bribe. A bribe. You get something good in a bribe. Okay, you're right. I just love Audrey. I'm trying to justify her. So oh, no, that's that's dirty. I don't like that. That's that's gross. So Fuch, does do you think Emery knows about Flesh World and he knows that they're using it for something and he needs to keep her the fuck away from it. I don't know that his he, he seems very ground levelly middleman. Like he doesn't seem like a guy that's got a lot of information, but he's got his fingers in the pie and he knows that he needs to keep that shit separate. <laughs> Literally. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Cal, yeah. you know what you know what's next, Cal? James and Donna. 
you can take some solace there in knowing that he just sits there and explains what a whore his mom is. So, like, who gives a shit? I'm sorry, who gives a shit? Like, it's like, I just had to tell you about my mom. I don't know, man. If you're in high school and your mom's literally just leaving for long tracks of time to bang strangers in a random interstate hotel room, that that's unsettling. That's a lot for a teenager to deal with. Yeah, but Plus why did he like drop everything? So let me let me let me uh, uh, compare two. Oh, scenes. you mean why bring it up now at this juncture? No, why is he like? We have to meet. I have to tell you something. Gotcha. My mom's a alcoholic. So th- that's one scene, and let's juxtapose. I know who killed Laura Palmer. I'll tell you at he's breakfast. He's always so. He's always so like. Ooh, his um, forehead's always up. Oh, you're asking him. No, I'm just saying, like, that's so weird <laughs> juxtaposition com- between that and Cooper being like, "I'll tell you in the morning. I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna go to sleep. We'll have some breakfast. I'll tell you who killed Laura Palmer." Um. Well, James is certainly less uh, pragmatic and 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 clever and tactful than Coop. Is James not the biggest idiot in the show? James is is pretty fucking dumb. He does a space where it's like, yeah, he's just got like purse face. It looks like he ate I'm some so lemons. And- I hate Donna. Donna's my least favorite character. James looks oh, like he, yeah. he's cold and ate a lemon all the time. <laughs> and confused. Isn't yeah, it? and like he's someone just hit like, him over the head with a shovel and he's just trying to figure out he, where he cool. is. One day, cool. one day, that's Fuge, one cool. day someone no. will hit him with a shovel. He's a motorcyclist. <laughs> he is a motorcyclist. <laughs> He's the motorcyclist. He's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah. <sighs> I just got to tell you, my mom's a whore. <laughs> I, yeah, this was a very strange scene. I'm not sure why it existed. I'm not sure why he felt the need to tell her that. Is his mom's, like... Is his mom somehow tied up in the flesh world thing? Is that why we're getting this info? Or is it just... Honestly, I don't... I just think they needed to put him in the episode and they're like, well... Oh, like they just had to write five minutes in for his contract? They had to put put her in the episode because she was dating... uh, What's his name in real life? De Niro? Or uh, uh, Jack Nicholson? Didn't she date an actor Jack Nicholson? No, she was dating Kyle Oh, that's right! She was dating Kyle McLaughlin at the time. She was kind of getting pissy because... uh, Because of Audrey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And then she went on to date Jack Nicholson when she was big and then disappeared. Yeah, I just never liked her character. I hated her. Are these two futs the... the, um, are these the Boone and Shannon of Twin Peaks? Which two? Um, James and Donna. Oh, um, no. My disdain for Shannon reigns supreme. I, I'm annoyed by Donna. I don't hate her. I, I dislike James. I don't enjoy him much. But I don't have that visceral fucking hatred for him that, that I have for Shannon. And Boone, which, I mean. Which one Shannon? Like, that uh, Sh- Maggie Shannon's Grace. From- oh, Maggie Grace. Lost, okay. Yeah. 
Sorry, we had to take a, a loss. Yeah, I mean, I, I, knew, I knew it was your last thing. We had to do a little cross post. Check out the Lost Podcast. We have to go back. <laughs> we have to go back great. unless you have an iPhone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, God. Um, so, yeah. Is Audrey your Shannon then? Do you hate Audrey that much? Yeah, Audrey is definitely a lot closer to my Shannon. She hasn't quite reached that level, but I am starting to get just annoyed every time she's on screen. So, yeah, getting there, getting close. Nice, nice. That squirm, her little, and that that, that little jazzy fucking drum snare, or whatever it is they play for her background music. I don't know, man. It's driving me nuts. It's really driving me crazy. <laughs> All right. So let's go to Jock Renault's house. And uh, they go through the mail from the P.O. box and maybe find just Laura and Flesh World. Eating he, more sugar. And he thinks it's just because of the red drapes. Like, so you really think those are the same drapes from the dream? They are the same ones from the dream. Absolutely. I'm not buying it. I no? think it's a coincidence. I I mean, okay. <clears throat> I what don't are- know. The way that the way that uh, there's imagery and symbolism used in David Lynch's work and all of all of things, you know, are considered. Uh, it's kind of hard like to not think about every con- continuous angle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got to like, like they, it seemed, why would they make all of this effort to include all this stuff and even call that out a little bit to not link it? I, it unless it's all just one giant red herring. I, you know, I don't know. Possible. But it, the, I mean, like I said, the episode's even called Cooper's dreams. Yeah. What a, why why would you call it that? I mean that's that's not like uh um a big glaring red herring. That's a, it's in the title of the episode that most people will never see. That's a clue. Okay. All right. Or it could be wildly off base. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty confident about it though. Okay. <laughs> sure, I'll give it to you. All right, so then we get to jump back to our favorites. As Maddie's having lunch with Donna and James, and they're how tr- old is Maddie supposed to be? Like in her early twenties. I think she's, she's in her twenties. Older? Yeah, yeah. Why is she port- like? Is her character like act like she's thirteen? She's, she's like from Montana, innocent and naive. Like I don't know. Just Have you ever met anyone about- from Montana? Well, yeah, she's sitting there. It. Never mind. And speaking of Montana, I'm afraid I'm gonna spoil something. <laughs> speaking of Montana, keep my mouth shut. Well, let's not finish this scene. Maddie's uh, going to help him, and Hank overhears them. So let me ask you, Future, was Hank involved in all this? You think? Um, no, I could not get up, uh, get over how upset I was that this Maddie bitch made James go to the counter. And order a cherry coke for her, fucking pay for it, bring it back, and she literally did not drink a single sip of it. <laughs> she left a full fucking glass of cherry coke on that table, and then they just walked away. <laughs> if I was James, I'm like, bitch, you owe me two bucks. <laughs> or no, Honestly, I would. Say, he was I pretty would excited say, about getting it for her too, though. I would say like, you're hold on, I'll be right back. Oh yeah, he really wanted to do it. That was weird. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. But speaking of Montana, we see Shelly watching Invitation of Love, and we finally get to see Rick Montana Giolito. 
Montana from Invitation to Love. Is that the guy that's that's shouting? Yes, that is Rick Giolito, okay. father of White Sox star player uh, Lucas Giolito, and Luke brother-in-law to Mark Frost. That's a very nice segue there, Gunner. You like that? Like, like yeah, I think you've been like waiting on that. <laughs> yeah, I was just excited to see Rick Giolito. You excited as James to get that cherry, cherry coke? <laughs> Rick Giolito is my cherry coke. <laughs> Uh, I hope the payoff was better than how much she drank. That was just, oh. I mean, it is cherry Coke. Gross. She was really excited for it, which I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like in high school, I drank a shit ton of cherry Coke, but uh, I, I could not tell you the last time I've had a cherry Coke. I drink it like all the time. I can. It was like. 2001. I would say it's the 80s earliest or the latest. I think Bob and I both got cherry cokes this weekend when we went to we went shopping. We went to Big Lots. <laughs> did you order it as excitedly as Maddie did? <laughs> did you oh, cherry just, coke? Did you order it and not take a sip of like, it? A yeah. Did coke. you order it like, and just leave it on the counter? <laughs> no, I don't do that. I always drink at least one sip. <laughs> Did you slap five bucks on the counter and then walk away? <laughs> All right. So now we get my, my Cokes. We get my favorites. What'd you I say? Could pay for my own goddamn Cokes. <laughs> <laughs> so now we get my favorites in the episode. Uh, the Briggs family in family therapy with Jacoby. Oh, God. is he the only therapist in town? The only one that matters. He's literally the only game in town. At I'm least like, 31% of the people think he matters. Um, and so he... Well, well, how many five and dimes are there? I mean, <laughs> if, if, yeah. if, of course he's the only therapist. Oh, so he asks Bobby about the first time him and Laura made love. And let me ask you guys this. Did he break his doctor-patient confidentiality? And to say this to Bobby, and if so... Why would he not do it to talk to the freaking FBI? But he would do it to make Bobby cry? He, he, yeah. I think he tap danced around doctor patient confidentiality without actually breaking it here. I, I, I was thinking kind of the same thing myself, and I, I was trying to pay attention a little better, but I don't remember. I don't think he actually broke it. He got real fucking close to the line. So the line, did you, what happened? You you cried, didn't you? That's not breaking documentation confidentiality? No, I don't think so. Oh, I mean, he, after a question. the person's deceased, it, you know. I would no, like object leading the witness. It's leading the witness, but it's not breaking patient confidentiality. So you think he's doing this to try and solve the murder? It seems very detective-y. Very sleuthy, very Sherlocky. It doesn't seem like covering my trails. You know, it's not like he's digging up dirt so he can pin it on someone, or maybe he is. That'd actually be very clever. Uh, but it, it, maybe it, he's just trying to, he knows how Laura felt about Bobby. So maybe he's just trying to, you know, secretly he's in love with Laura. Well, I don't think that's secret that's, anymore. I'm pretty sure that's that's so maybe it's his attempt to be better than. Is Jacoby yeah. the only one that truly gets Laura? I think he had more insight. I mean, is he the only one that really knows Laura? Do we had to say, did he do hypnosis and shit on her? Is that part of this? I, I feel like I'm remembering that, but it could be just making it up. What are you trying to say, Kel? He, he's he, he is 
Well, he was talking about, I think, her dreams and stuff. But, um, well, I sat up and I thought that what you're saying about how he was trying to be better than, I think he was being really cruel to Bobby. But I feel like that's because that's how Laura was. Or, you know, that, you know, he was crying. And, you know, she he, he was just like, he, he felt the same, like, he he projected his feelings about Bobby, Laura's feelings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever words I'm trying to explain. I got you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, got projecting. You. Yeah, is that it? That's right, one. So, do you think that we will have future? We will have like all these groups come together because if Jacoby's trying to solve the murder, and Don and James and Maddie are trying to solve it, and then Coop and the the local authorities trying to solve it. And then we have uh, um, Jerry. Oh, no, they're, they're all going to just trip all over each <laughs> and other. And then Audrey's but, trying to solve it. Which one of these four groups will solve it first? My guess is no one solves anything because they all trip over each other trying to solve this thing and fuck up each other's evidence. And then I'll pin it on each other and it all just becomes a mess. Or will they be like, I know who killed Laura Palmer. And all of a sudden, Laura Palmer will walk on like, I'm still alive. And then kills herself. <laughs> and wraps herself in plastic. Yeah, and then proceeds to like, yeah, she's got it all elaborately so that it's like a, a, a thing of plastic on a hill. So she blows her brains out and grabs a cord and rolls it up and falls into a lake. Uh, so now we go back to Jacques' uh, cabin and Hawk and Harry and Coop and Doc are there. And again, why does Doc keep joining them? I put that in I don't know. <laughs> How did he even get his old ass out there? He had his walking stick. Did you not see his walking stick? <laughs> yeah, he seems like a big liability to bring on this mission. Yeah. Well, they run into Margaret, a.k.a. the log lady, and she was expecting them. Well, her log saw something. She makes him drink tea. and uh, Cookies, she... no cake. Yes. Cookies. So is she... So does she kind of remind you guys of Coop? Like, you know, Coop's kind of out there with the Tibetan stuff. Is there something really special about her? Or is she a whack job? Two things can be true. Okay. Either or. With not enough information. Will we find out what happened to her husband? Did you guys catch that? What's that? They find We find out what happened to her husband. What did happen? To it her was, husband? It, 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 oh. We'll say it. No, they it, they mentioned that because he died on their wedding night. Oh, okay. They they How mentioned did he maybe. Die? Uh, yeah, they have to read Secret History of Twin Peaks, I believe, for that. Uh, there's a whole chapter on them, do. I think. But they mentioned it here. I didn't realize that they ever mentioned it. Okay. So. So Coop asks the log. And the log saw two men and two girls. The dark was pressing it on, was pressing in on her. So again, future, is she crazy or did the log really see all this? At this point, I have to assume that the, well, I don't know that the log itself saw anything. I feel like the log is a proxy for the vision of the forest or some shit. I, you know, something like that. Okay. Maybe it's sort of like her, like, you know, having some sort of psychic ventriloquism onto the log. 
So do we know who these two men and two girls are, Cal? No. <laughs> future sure seems to think he knows. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't I put you in a position where you might spoil something. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> By the way, Laura's Laura Palmer's killer is. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. her dad silly <laughs> and she killed herself three percent of the people couldn't be wrong all right so uh, uh they go they finally find jack's cabin and we find waldo and the twine and blood and a one-eyed jack's chip missing the J. so i think it's safe to say that's the one that they found the J. can we agree on that why did they find that in the clock though like, like, why That's did... where he stuffs his trophies. Well, who's saving thousand dollar poker chips? Who leaves a casino with a thousand dollar? Who says a thousand bucks? Let's put this in my pocket. You know who leaves? With someone that's coming back the next day. <laughs> I guess. Uh, there's no point in cashing it out because he's just going to cash it back in the next day. Why, why go through the? The problem? real answer is who would walk away with a thousand dollar chip? Ben and Jacques Renault. There you go. All right. So now Catherine and Pete go to the social gathering at the Great Northern. We get to see Habba, of course. Um, Benjamin. And er she is not what he described. (laughs) No. Yeah, she's sort of tall. Well, he's kind of short, wouldn't you say? Well, I guess, yeah, that's fair. Everyone's a giantess to him. I like Jerry. He's cute. He's definitely cute. So Audrey goes to sleep. Little Smurf, that's for sure. I have a friend that looks like him. (laughs) He's older. So Jerry go or Audrey goes to spy on them. Let me ask. I don't even care who wants answered. Why does Benjamin put up with Catherine's shit? Well, we find out later on. Chemistry. Chemistry. Is magic he pussy. Weird. Is he really? You think he really to... likes her? Magic, the magic twin piece. Magic <laughs> pussy. That's what I said. That's. <laughs> or is yeah, he but just he, using we her? find out at the later on in the episode, Gunner. Yeah, I but, know. We'll get there. But, so how can you ask that see, question? That's you tricked me. You tricked me. <laughs> All right. So then you, Jerry goes. You to blame. Jerry goes to address the people. Music starts playing, and Leland breaks down. My number one question. Here's, here's one thing, though, with Audrey, you know, peeking in on him, like, like she has no qualms about her dad cheating, you know. And well, I think she's pretty aware of his uh, extramarital endeavors at this point. And, and you know, she starts laughing louder than uh, than they're talking. So why, why can't they hear her through the wall? <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> That is uh, an excellent question. I mean, it's, it's it's a one-way sound wall. You know, it's uh, mm. high-tech they built into that place. But the real question comes in that next scene when uh, Leland starts breaking down. Where the heck did that music come from? That was my question. <laughs> like, was, all of a sudden, was, music starts playing. On Le- Leland did. Out of nowhere. Did Leland thought, did. Leland, I thought Leland, like, put it on. Yeah. Leland, Leland's DJ. He did. Oh, I thought he like. Was it like a spirit following him around, playing swing music to drive him insane? I don't know. <laughs> was it? Was that not Transylvania six five thousand again? <laughs> he broke. It might. Was it? I think it was like the instrumental to it. It sounded like it. And why yeah. does Audrey start crying? Is this real tears? 
I don't know. That bit's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think I Audrey played that one either. I mean, I think Audrey, yeah, I think that was a sincere thing. I think maybe, I don't think it was because of Leland, but maybe just the fact that Laura is dead and it's all kind of hitting her. Yeah, like someone's it. dead. She's just, it seems like to me she's expending a lot of energy. She's got, you know, Cooper that she has this crush on. She's, you know, always messing around with old Julie and sneaking around this <laughs> all out. She's got a lot going on and she's being a turd, you know. So eventually maybe she she's feeling like, okay, this isn't a game like I like my friend, you know, this chick's dead and all this stuff's going on. Well, or it's just yeah. all of that is a veil to keep herself from actually feeling the emptiness, sadness, abandonment and and you know loneliness that's that's eaten her away inside. The more chaos she causes, the more she's distracting herself with all this other bullshit, the less she has to sit down and think about how shitty she is and her life actually is. As soon as she takes, as soon as she sees Leland completely break down, I don't know, maybe it reminds uh, or it tears down that wall in her as well. And she just breaks too. Or she's full of shit or bitch is crazy. I don't know. All are good answers. It, it's it's kind of weird how yeah. the, the whole first, <laughs> the whole first couple episodes, you know, uh, Sarah Palmer was the crazy one just screaming the whole time. And now it's yeah. totally flipped the script and now Leland just can't control himself. So mm. speaking of the Palmers back at the house, Maddie finds the tape. Fuchs, what's on this tape? I don't know. Think it's going to pay off or think it's just going to be another cherry Coke sitting on the uh, counter it's untapped? Be some confession that's confusing and alluding to something that we don't know anything about. I, I don't know. All right. No. So then we're back to Josie sitting in the dark again, smoking a cigarette on one of those giant 1920s filter things. Um, it's just a bite. There's no filter in it. So what's going on with Josie and Ben? Is she evil, Fuchs? Is she playing um, everyone in this town? She's certainly portraying herself like a Bond villain. Just sitting in the dark with his fucking smoking, spinning a chair when someone comes in the room. Like, I, I don't know, man. And, and Asian. And yeah, she's and Asian. Asian. <laughs> when she's you know, around certain people, she's like, oh... Oh, you know, I don't know the English. I think she plays a role very well. Yeah. She is my second least favorite character in this show next to (laughs) Donna. I can't stand her. You know, I saw her in a movie uh, recently. What was it? And she got the end. Like, she was like the big star of this show. She was in her as like the most beautiful woman in the world. She was in point. Blood of Heroes that came out around that time, too. So, the fuck was Blood of Heroes? Wait, who was the most beautiful woman in the world? Like, Jean-Claude her. Van they Dan said that in like the first or second episode. <laughs> yeah, and I don't find her attractive. And I just disagree. I, nope. Blood of Heroes is an awesome Rutger Hauer sci fi post apocalyptic oh, movie. That. <laughs> that's what I saw. Wait. Cause it did. Oh no! Oh, Judge Dredd. It was on TV. I woke up and I was like, "She was in Judge Dredd." Yeah, she was like, uh, you know, at the end, what? Yeah, she was like the girl with the bad guy. I don't remember Judge Dredd at all. 
Wasn't well, Rob Schneider, Schneider in it? I That's... woke up. Yes. That, yes. I saw that the other day. I woke up and it was just like, I was like, what the heck is this? And I was like, Rob Schneider. And then I was like, ugh. Hmm. Stallone. And then I was like, oh, okay. Then I start. I was just kind of up watching. <laughs> and then I was like, wow. She had a fight scene with the uh, old, uh, the, the main character of that movie was a famous actress too. Sandra Bullock? Oh no, that was Demolition Man. It was very... Also Rob Schneider. It was like an early Sandra Bullock. She was almost like Sandra Bullock probably like this chick and like you know, I don't even remember Judge Dredd. I've seen it so long ago. It was a yeah, bad movie. There's seen- not much to remember. The this the, the more recent one was better, but definitely not good. That's your boy pick, wasn't he in the new one? Carl Urban. Oh, Carl Urban was? Oh, okay. I thought it was Yeah, uh, he was Jan. I thought oh, it was, was the guy. You're from thinking the about Robocop. Yeah, no, that's Robocop. Oh, that was well, Robocop. The, the new the new Judge Dredd they had, it was like a giant tower was like the whole movie. Yeah, it's basically a remake of the raid. They, so, they so, tried to. So Carl Urban from Lord of the Rings was Judge Dredd. Your boy from The Killing was RoboCop. Yeah, I've got all my '80s uh, remakes. G- Gary Oldman's in that too, by the way. Which one? A little shout out in the new um, RoboCop. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Gary Oldman and Samuel Jackson. Oh, Diane Lane. Judge, yeah. Oh, and Joan Chen, yeah. right? Balthazar Getty, he's in the return, wasn't he? He was. I like Balthazar. Yeah, he was really young in that. Yeah, he was young in Young Guns too. Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? Uh, I was gonna say, uh, let's uh, get back to Twin Peaks over Joan here. Chen was in Judge Dredd okay. with Balthazar <laughs> Zed Jet Balthazar Getty, who was in the return. Well, I don't even remember yes. who he played in there. Oh, I remember who he played in the <laughs> he's, he's the magician. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Sparkle. Oh. All right. Um. So Leo goes home, and Hank beats the crap out of him. And yeah. he goes inside the house. And- he hits him twice, and he's got blood pouring out of his face. <laughs> oh, he, he <laughs> hits him like, pretty Damn. good. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was so nice to see him being the one that's beaten up. And oh, then Leo's made a glass. Shelly shoots. He, he asked him to watch the shop, not make his own corporation. Franchise. Uh, oh, open your own yeah. franchise. <laughs> so then Shelly, we'll say, shoots Adam Fuch. Did she actually hit Leo? Is Leo dead? I don't think he's dead. I think she grazed him because you hear him go like, oh, and then she never uh, didn't confirm the kill. Didn't look at what she was shooting. I mean, if I'm going to shoot someone, the next thing I'm going to do is cover my eyes. Uh, well, you're an idiot. Well, especially if I'm in a murder spinning. house. Yeah. I'm not going to just shoot once. Okay. I'm and then just close my eyes and ass. scream a bunch. No. I'm going I'm to look at you as I shoot you. Standard operating procedure too is dead. you empty the entire fucking thing. Did he you say love- you're too chicken? Is that what he said? He said something like that. You won't do it. You're, you're too chicken. Yeah. No, then you, should, you literally you fire every single round you have in that thing. That's what you do. But then- Anybody else want a limp? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the final scene in the episode is uh, Coop goes back to his room and Audrey's naked in the bed. Fuge. Will they finally get together? Wait, now, Gunner, do we know that Audrey is naked? Well, I mean, what do you think? What do you think, Gunner? <laughs> no, that's my imitation. Never mind. 
<laughs> oh. She looks pretty naked to Somebody's me. Somebody's being petty. Well, she, she she may have a strapless bra on. Um, or, I think or she's naked. She's probably because naked. She's got, she's, she's got I would, uh, if I'm Coop, I'm presuming she's naked. She's got a, like a way of sitting in a way. Yeah. You know, a, someone who has breasts. Yeah. If you could tell, she's like it's kind of down a bit. If uh, Coop actually did sleep with her and got found out, would he get in trouble? You think? Or you think they're like you're a big boy? You can sleep with whoever you want. Uh, That's that's working on the job, isn't it? Well, well, you're supposed to work on the job, but I don't think think that uh, he has an oath. He has to withhold. He's sworn to a certain. I don't think she. No, no, no. She's not a suspect in the case. Is it like fraternization? I don't think it matters. She's not a witness in any capacity. She is a freaking high schooler, though. (laughs) Yeah, but she's an eighteen-year-old high schooler. So she says. Well, you think he's checking that ID? (laughs) He's, bro. He's got access to a federal database. Doesn't need to check the ID. I'll just fucking put in a call to Quantico and Albert will look it up for him. Diane. Yeah, Diane. I yeah. feel like he's putting this call into to, to Albert. Diane. I don't think yeah. he's asking Diane to check, it, to check out high school a girl's new. ID so he can bang. I'm her. still not 100% sure Diane really exists. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that call is going to Albert. I think Diane is the name of his tape recorder. I don't think there's a real Diane. Good oh, that, call, that'd be teacher. amazing. It's like Diane. I love that. That's the name of the tape recorder. Because <laughs> we never see him mail anything. Uh, I feel like that's just a boring scene they choose to leave out. Why would we watch him mail packages? So, so he's going to mail 24. this. So, or, so, or receive packages. Because Yeah, what, what a boring thing. Just Here's 10 minutes of Coop going to the FedEx. To FedEx to, and then Pickle dropping off his package off, to yeah, him the next pack. day. Thanks, have a good day. <laughs> so, I mean. Hey, have a good day. He's going to sit there and mail that tape to Diane if she's a real person. And then wait three days for her to get the tape. Wait a day to go buy these earplugs and wait three days to ship it back. By the I'm time he's, I'm assuming he's overnighting them. It's on a so? federal budget. Or maybe they, they, he gets it dictated. Maybe. So, so she's a dick. Is that what you're saying? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah all this stuff's getting typed somewhere and like recorded for logs. I, I'm assuming he's not just doing this for funsies. All right. In my mind, Diana's still a tape player. It's still the tape recorder. No, I, that's my favorite theory as well. I'm sticking with that one. All right, guys. Well, that is the end of the episode. Do you guys have any final thoughts on the fifth, sixth episode, however we want to call this? Episode just, just five, re- the sixth episode? Just repeating that, you know, the same girl that threatened, you know, uh, to fake a rape charge just showed up naked in your bedroom. That's just, that's trouble. No matter how you, this is trouble. I was excited we got to see Montana. (laughs) (laughs) That was the highlight of the episode for me. And Cherry Coke. And Cherry Coke. Oh, that was upsetting. Oh. Don't forget. We got to see James. 
Oh, great. We did get to see so. James. <laughs> Is that what you want? Is that what you want, Kel? Yeah. It's great. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's the episode for this week. We'll see you guys. Wait, wait Gunny, you didn't do your normal rundown that you do at the end. Oh, yeah. Future. Where are we? Oh, my God. I, I <laughs> Same place as last week? I, I don't know. I feel like did, nothing really changed in this one, did it? Well, You're not yeah. playing music either. What, what's key to music? We had some stuff confirmed. Okay, hang on a sec. Nope. Nope. Wrong music. Hi, right, Future. There you go. It's that time of the show. Set that mood. <laughs> where you tell us where we are and the set. Oh, my God. I, I don't know where the fuck we are. I got to be honest. It, it, I feel like we're very much in the same place we were last week. Are you taking but, notes anymore? That's I am absolutely I taking notes. Okay. Yeah, I, I I was a note taker. Now I'm just there. Oh. You know, my, my notes are are more just like random thoughts that I have. They're less documenting what's going on with the show. It's a lot of questions. Right. Um, and a lot like, of WTFs. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of what is it? What is happening? Like why? What? Just weird cutscenes. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing for you, Gun. I don't know what the fuck is happening in the show. What right about now. based on our poll? Did that influence you at all? Did the poll influence? No, that poll was fucking <laughs> insane. It's rubbish. garbage. I'm convinced that most of those people have not watched the show. She's, I'm convinced now that she's committed suicide. <laughs> I think alive. it was the motorcyclist myself. I'm convinced they murdered Maddie and uh, Laura took over Maddie's life. There you go. There's too much silence on that. I don't like that. No, is that what happens? Don't tell me that's what happened. No, we're just pondering it. You know? Oh, okay. Like, Everyone's like, like, I got, I got lost in the like, music. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was tranced. <laughs> <laughs> Nadine, not in this episode. Yeah, sad. I wanted to see her rip through some stuff again. Bend some metal bars for no reason. It was awesome. I can't wait till the part where she starts really shining in the series. I just want to see her Hulk out and rip Norma in half. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> it's not ripping Norma in half, but just just wait. She will get her time to shine. I'm not trying to spoil just, just anything. Just grab the wrist. No, I'm grab smiling the so hard. Was it? I said I'm smiling so hard about this that he's talking about Nadine. And I'm like <laughs> smiling so hard. It's like my face starts. I'm like, yay! I love Nadine. All right, I just guys. wish she would get like some green power or fists or something. <laughs> Immortal rubber fist. Her, yeah. her little tchotchkes everywhere, and uh, you know. Oh, all the fucking Hummel figures and whatever. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Uh, WideOpenMike.net is our website. Um, you can uh, download all of our podcasts there, including We Have to Go Back, Feature and Fuch, and uh, Gunner and the Pistols, which Kellen Pick and Fuch, all three of you guys have been on that show. And Pickle joined us a couple weeks ago for our uh, our Marvel podcast. Snap we talked about the Punisher. So a couple weeks ago, like yesterday well, or the day before, not by the time this airs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're a nine. You gotta edit it. You gotta. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
yeah, back, back, back when I was nine. It's yeah, back when you were nine. All right, guys, we love Fuck you. you. And we will see you next week, guys. Peace. Later. Bye. Later.